Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a great Saturday. As we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point, hanging out with my guy, Michael Lombardi, in town. He and Millie until tomorrow. Thrilled to have him here. Of course, Gardner Minshew. I know Philadelphia, the media. How do you think the media in Philly is going to take the news? Gardner Minshew, on his way from Jacksonville, traded from the Jags to the Eagles. I think the media, I mean, there was a column about a week ago. They wanted to, one columnist in town wanted to, Cut Joe Flacco and bring Nick Foles back. I mean, you know, it's the you know, it's the reunion tour. Remember when? They, everybody wants to remember when. Look, Philly is like most NFL towns. They they they're going to react to the situation and the game. I mean, it's going to be doom and gloom, or it's going to be Super Bowl. There's no in between. And uh, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts is the starter right now. I think he has something to prove. He's got to prove it. I mean, you know, they didn't win any games last year. He looked like he was a up tick from Carson Wentz. Um, and, you know, and when you really break it down, I mean, he was slightly better than Carson Wentz. He threw the ball down the field more than Carson Wentz did, but he hadn't been hit enough. I mean, the, the concern about Hurts is, will he stay in the pocket, and is it not one look and run? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like that's why he was a third round pick. That's why he left Alabama to go to Oklahoma. He doesn't play quarterback in a traditional way. It's more of a kind of a old. It's more of a 
a loose play, things break down, that's when I start to get good, you know, and that doesn't work all the time. And so I think it's, you know, the Eagles, for all the the criticism that they might garner, I think they're taking a, a, an approach that they're going to wait and see on Hurts. And they get Minshew in there. I don't think they think Minshew's the starter either. I think they know Minshew's got two years at a really cheap deal, and they can be the backup. And then next year, they don't have to pay Flacco to be the backup. They got another year with Flacco, and then they got three number one picks, whether Sam Howell becomes their starter or whether, you know, it's it's – it's someone else, you know, Spencer Rattler. I don't know who it could be. Right. It's, you know, I think it's going to come down to, or it could be Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think that's where, where we are. Well, I just want to point out when you did that thing where you said Jalen Hurts garnering attention, I noticed the pun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my man did it on purpose, but that was fascinating. We've got the five, the top 10. We'll recap 10 through six, and then we'll get five through one today. Wide receivers, Michael Lombardi. That was homework assignment from Bill Berman. Quickly, can oh. I touch on a couple? Of, I yeah, just wanted ahead. to touch on UCLA and Hawaii. Chip Kelly entering year four at UCLA. Last year's three and four record was misleading because they lost. Their four losses were by a touchdown or less. They lost to number 11, Oregon at Oregon great game number 15 USC but the expectations are here yeah this number surprising 17 and a half on the board here in 67 a couple of books have gone to 18 this is at the Rose Bowl today Hawaii Todd Graham in his first year I didn't understand the hire a very solid defense they're loaded with talent they're bringing a bunch of talent back this year but uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and this offense and specifically Chip Kelly there's some expectations here they have a veteran offensive line great great wide receiver uh, well, they got 20 starters back. Yeah, and super I mean, seniors 30, all over. They averaged 35 points last year. I mean, this is this is Chip's team. I mean, they got Thompson Robinson at quarterback. They can do a lot of different things. And it, it's his team to go out there and prove that he can compete at the highest level, that he can duplicate the success at Oregon. I think this weekend is interesting that we chose in UCLA and Nebraska to be the two teams that kick off college football because I can't imagine two coaches who had bigger caches when they arrived, Chip Kelly in a, at uh, UCLA and Scott Frost at Nebraska, yep. who have yet to produce. That's right. And there is a quasi-hot seat on them. I mean, Scott Frost is an alum. He's the, you know, let's face it, Nebraska's a remember-when school. They remember when they were good. They don't understand how to get good. They remember when they were good. Right? They can't get past that. They keep talking about, well, we got to go back to the Nebraska way. Well, the Nebraska way was with Tom Osborne taking kids from the four clubs the, all the, and redshirting them and have gray shirts and having all these scholarships and being able to go into to, to Dallas and Los Angeles and get kids that before the program because they were a national team yep. when nobody was on TV. Those days are over. Those days are gone. UCLA, they bring Chip in there to kind of bring the restore of the image. Troy Aikman, a huge part of bringing Chip in. And I think Chip's got it. This is now or never for Chip. This is a big year for Chip. Entering year four, remember when. I like that. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, talking college football. We'll get to the wide receivers. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, this is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. We're talking about two remember when programs. Nebraska laying seven at Champaign today. Total of 53. Michael and I both like the under. I think the Rainbow Warriors are going to be competitive today at the Rose Bowl. Another point of content, not necessarily contention. Think about what's coming up next week, next Saturday at the Rose Bowl. LSU's coming to town. Well, so, UCLA, so UCLA, don't, yeah, yeah. don't peek 
boys. Yeah, don't don't peak. peak too early. I mean, don't peak too early. It'll be interesting to see what LSU does with offense. You know, with Jake Peavy as the new offensive coordinator there to see how they're going to handle that. They're going back to the Joe Brady style. You know, how they handle uh, this. And we know they're going to have talent. I mean, I'll tell you another guy. I mean, we don't want to talk. I mean, Ed's You're going to say it? I knew you were going to say that. He's on the hot seat. I mean, that's a job everybody, that's, that's a job everybody wants. LSU? Everybody oh, wants it's a, I mean, it's incredible. And, and if it's and if they're not in the top, if they're not in the in the in the playoffs, Some new co- AD. last year was a disaster for Orgeron. And listen, everybody's going to make excuses, but penalties and underperformance, and I understand the quarterback situation. Defensively, they were a mess last year. Orgeron, look, one of the great seasons of all time, one of the great quarterback performances, maybe of all time, by Burrow. They turn around last year were a disaster. This is a big time show and prove year for LSU and Orgeron. No doubt, no doubt. And 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 look, one thing we do know about LSU, they will always have talent. But where oh, are they so are they going to get? Are they going to get the quarterback to play at the level that Burrow played at? I mean, you know, people forget Burrow. Urban ran Burrow off at Ohio State. Yeah. People forget this, right? (laughs) Burrow was going to Tennessee with Greg Ciano until that uprising in Tennessee cost Greg Ciano the Until the internet got him fired. Until the internet, which which would make sense. Of I course, mean, that makes that sense. That would make sense. They would know. You should hire based on Twitter. Yeah, you should hire based on certain media people that are going to critique the coach. But how good is – is Mac Johnson starting at LSU? Is that confirmed? That is confirmed. We'll see. The Just quickly, just to finish up uh, in Los Angeles today – uh, Hawaii's defense was surprisingly good last year. You mentioned they're returning a ton of starters. I, I, I think UCLA wins this game, but I'm not laying 17 and a half, 18 at a couple of books. Um, I look for Hawaii to keep this close. Thompson Robinson as well. It's interesting. He's had a bunch of off the field concerns, been suspended practicing. So there's, it's, there's been some turmoil. Whereas Graham, who I didn't understand the hiring, uh, actually had a pretty good five and four last year in the Mountain West and a very solid defense. I look for him to hang, uh, hang tight. The UCLA defense, the secondary started to play better last year towards the end of the year, Michael, but they were abysmal. 67 on the total, and the strength of both teams is their defense. I mean, Hawaii's got, what, 11 starters uh, coming back from last year's team. They've got uh, 10 starters returning on, on the off- defensive side of the ball for UCLA. So I, I think that, you know, I don't these games I would not recommend playing an under in these games because at 17 and a half with the point spread you always the fourth quarter could become just it's no longer the opponent it's the clock so that that lends itself to the over but I mean I think this will be a we'll, we'll I do think we will get a judge of where UCLA's program is against Hawaii at least for the first half the I 100% agree with that, and I'll be betting Hawaii. And what I mentioned. What is the first half number? I'll get you it right now. Thank you, Patrick. You got, hey, 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 I mean, listen, you know, you're you're in my town. I hate to throw. Things I take out. care I, of I, you. When I do that, it's like, well, can you get me that number? That's a, <laughs> if you do it in Al Davis but, voice, it comes quicker. I mean, you'd have to. Uh, I have to look it up. No, I could have looked it up. <laughs> no. Um, by the way, in, who's on top of it? Max Johnson uh, on August third was announced the starter there in LSU. What I meant by LSU the peak UCLA. I mean, that is the biggest, that's the biggest game in four years. Chips in no position to peak. He's 10 and 21 at UCLA. Exactly. He's 10 and 21. And and, you know, the, the hit album that he put out in Oregon isn't, you know, you, he's camp. Is he Peter Frampton? Remember Peter Frampton had one album. Frampton comes alive. We text all the time. Yeah. I mean, so you got to put a new album out. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, I told him that, but he hasn't. Frampton never listens to me. Maybe he'll listen to you. Hit him up. What you want? First half. You yeah. see? Uh, okay, you got it. Coming right to you. First half. Oh, you got it too. Nine. I got nine and a half. I got ten at another book. So UCLA in nine and a half to ten. First half. You telling me you're betting Hawaii? I, I'm leaning that way. Yeah. I can't believe Todd Graham ended up at Hawaii. I can't either. That was wild. It really is because he didn't. That they didn't necessarily didn't fit, spread it spread it out the, on offense like they had. Yeah, I mean, remember Rolovich was running the uh, run and shoot. Right, Miles well, Davis. He was. I mean, and, and now he's doing it up in Washington State. Did he get vaccinated? Do you know? Uh, Dr. He, Cousins was on the phone, and I have to get vaccinated to coach in the Big Pac-12. Lamar, Rolo, and Cousins were hanging out at a bar, and never mind. Um, I did it. I say his name correctly? Detroit Mouse Davis, the run and shoot originator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sleep on my knowledge, buddy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's get to the list. Wide receivers, Michael right, Lombardi. Let's do it. Let's and then do it. remember, you've got a big assignment for next week. Yeah, I got to do offensive line. Maybe you could put that together on the plane for I'll try to do that on for the plane Bill Berman. For Berman. Yeah. You want to take a look at? We'll throw it up there. You want to take go ten yeah, through we'll six through and tell me quick. what you I got mean, there. AJ Brown, you got to tackle the talent. That's a hard thing to do. Ridley, I think, is explosive. Mike Evans, another big receiver. Stephon Diggs, I think, can line up and is truly one of the few number ones. DeAndre Hopkins is always covered and. He always makes plays somehow, somehow, some way. But then we go to the next, the top five. Keenan Allen is five. Uh, I think so slept on, so slept on. He's got great route runner is just, he's ridiculous. Change of direction again, guy, you know, guy runs four, seven coming out. The theme about these top tens, we get obsessed with the vertical speed, but it really is balance. The number one trait quarter corners and the receivers have to have is balance to be able to jump in balance to get the ball, to win the 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. If you don't win the 50-50 balls, it's hard. Keenan Allen wins most of the 50-50 balls. You know, do you know how many catches he's had over the last two years? 204. 100 last year, 104 in 19. If you get to 100 receptions, you're doing something right. And he is he's spectacular. Yeah. You, Speaking it, of catches, the next guy is Michael Thomas. I mean, Catches everything. Everything. Well, I mean, but will he what, catch a ball this year? I don't know if he's even going to play this year. You know, I mean, I doubt, I don't even know if he's going to play come back from the ankle surgery that he should have had three months ago. But, look, he's a top five receiver. I think there's no doubt. He's a blue chip player. He's ridiculous. And when you can get the ball to a play, you know, here's one of the one of the things I think you have to always judge a team by and players by. When we have to throw it and they know we have to throw it, can we throw it? Everybody knows Michael Thomas is getting the ball, and yet he still is able to get to catch the ball. That That tells you he's a really good player. His like, catch percentage year, is like he like, doesn't. I know they had Emmanuel Sanders there last year, and they had Jared Cook, and this year they got Callaway, who looks like a nice young player, and and Smith, the other receiver. But with Thomas always is on the field, he's lock him in at 100 catches. And you know, is he the fastest guy? No. Is he the most explosive player? No. But he's a really good route runner, and he catches everything. Check out this progression, Michael Thomas. 2017, 104 catches. 2018, 125 catches. 2019, is this good? 149 catches, over 1,700 yards receiving. Unbelievable. One of the great, year, one of the great receiving years we've ever seen. And and, the, and let's just be really clear here: the court was no spacing on the New Orleans court. I mean, because Breeze's inability to throw the ball down the field, the field was packed. Everything was between the numbers. There was hard to get the ball outside. And so, you know, and he's able to do that. That's a that's an impressive trait to, to do once you uh, – people know you're going to get the ball. What does he mean to Jameis? And uh, we've talked about it. Some have questioned his commitment. Uh, but Michael Thomas, the injury, the surgery, What? how important is he to that Saints offense? Well, you know, look, I think the one thing that, that you – of all those catches, 
Sean does such a good job of scheming those catches. So let's say he's got 140 catches, right? I would say 70 of those catches come from the scheme. Mm-hmm. So somebody's going to fill in those catches on how they get him the football. And Jameis is going to be able to read it out. They're going to miss Michael Thomas. They're not paying him this much money because he's not a good player. They're going to miss him. But they're going to have to find ways to throw the ball down the field. Jameis will open up some of the, some of the throwing areas that they haven't had the last few years because of Breeze's lack of arm strength. You know what the key, Jameis said, and you've mentioned this to me in the past off the air, the key for Jameis, yoga. Yoga. Yeah, I got it now. Downward Hot dog. yoga or cold yoga? Uh, medium. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. I just, I think I made up a new form. Uh, three. Is so, it goat yoga? Have you done goat yoga? Uh, go ahead. Show me. I don't know how to do goat yoga. I just see people <laughs> I mean, on TV that no, do yoga with I, goats. I have never done yoga with a goat, nor an EU. Okay. Uh, let's go to Jeezy does yoga with me every once in a while. Number three on Michael Lombardi's list is a guy that's in Tennessee, Julio yeah. Jones. I mean, look, Julio could be one easily. I mean, he's big, he's fast, he's explosive, he's got great hands. He's got durability issues. He can't stay healthy. He gets doubled down in the red zone. He has doesn't been able score. To, doesn't score. Doesn't put points on the board. But he's still a top five receiver. You know, and they have two receivers down in the top ten. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They're going to be good. They're going to be good at receiver. Because what's going to happen is Julio's going to take the coverage. And A.J. Brown's going to get the second corner on him. And that corner better be able to tackle. And they're going to have to find a way to get – A.J. Brown on the ground, or if they try to let Julio go one-on-one, that's not going to be easy. So Julio's still an explosive player. Durability is the issue to me. Uh, If I was in a fantasy league, I would jump all over him. I think he'll have a good season for Tennessee this year. I must give you credit on your twos and ones here. So two on the list and one on the list. I love the the direction you went here. We'll start with two. He's pretty good there in Green Bay, and that's Devontae Adams. He fits the model, right? What do I talk about? We have to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. The defense knows we're throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, and he still gets the ball and still makes plays. What do you have, 17 touchdowns last year? Incredible. I mean, so and he gets the ball in the red zone. He's hard to tackle. He's physical. He's tough-minded. And, you know, I mean, he's one of the top receivers in all of football coming out in the third round. Because, you know, Patrick, if you don't draft a receiver in the top five, you're never going to get one. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. So, you know, here he is, a third-round pick that's been really – uh, the guy that makes this Green Bay offense go. Now, Tanyan came in and played well at tight end for him last year, and everybody else. They get Randall Cobb back, which I think gives Aaron Rodgers some sense of comfort. So, But this guy, you know, he know, everybody knows he's getting the ball like Michael Thomas, and they still get him he's, the football. He's really – he's incredible. And uh, Devontae Adams – But I think there's a gap, okay? I oh, think there's a there's gap. There's a gap from two to one. Two to one, there's okay. a gap. Well, who's one on your list? It's just not even close. It's Tyree Kill. Love it. There's not, it's not even close because when you drive to the stadium, like yesterday, when Mike Zimmer's, when they went, they went empty yesterday. So they go empty yesterday in that pack in that preseason game. And Mahomes has got the ball in the left hash. He's got three by two. So he's got three receivers to his left. He's got two over in a tight slot. So he knows now that he reads the free safety. He sees the free safety cheats to the three receiver side. It's easy now. Because that free safety can't get to where Tyreek Hill's going to go. And the corner can't punch Tyreek Hill in the mouth because he's too quick. No. And then he can't stay with him because he's vertically too fast. This is a really hard guy to cover. He's got uniquely strong hands. He catches everything. He rarely has a drop. And when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a dynamic runner. If I could go back and watch, if you watched him at Oklahoma State as a running back, 
as a running back at Oklahoma State. Explosive. Explosive. Running that outside zone for Oklahoma State in their offense. This guy is, he sets the table for everybody in Kansas City. Did you see Brashad Breeland trying to punch him and then stay with can't him? Can't get to him. I mean, it was unbelievable yesterday. Go back and watch the Buffalo game when he catches a slant and there's, you know, beep, beep, and then all of a sudden he's the roadrunner. <laughs> you know, it's like over. Beep, beep. Yeah, it, like that. they should play that music when he gets the ball. It's not even he's close. A, he's, he's a freak. And what he does, what he does is he forces the defense to say, "Okay, we're going to double him." And then Andy Reid does a nice job of being able to move him around to get him away from some of the doubles to make it hard to double him. But when the free safety cheats to the seat, see, here's the problem: Andy put three receivers to the left to get the free safety to cheat over there. Right. Knowing he's got the cheetah on the other side. Right. Like that free safety can't make up the ground. The check this out. This this will fortify what you're saying, and I totally agree with number one. Hill has notched Michael 56 receptions. That's the most by 10. 2,240 yards. That's the most by 687 yards. And 25 touchdowns. That's the most touchdowns by 10 on targets of 20 plus yards down the field. What are we saying? Perennial deep threat. Just he, he's he's, a he's on another level. He's a scorer. He's a guy who's going to score. He scores Not touchdowns. Next level. Yeah, and then he opens up everything else for everybody else. And the quarterback can get him the football no matter where he is on the field. There's no limit to the range of Mahomes' throws when it comes to Tyreek Hill. I mean, just think about the plays he makes in the Super Bowl. Baltimore, he was so good in the, the Super Bowl. Baltimore has him beat in Kansas City two years ago. And on third and eight, he, he outruns a guy across the field. for, and, and Mahomes makes the throw. Like, you know, everybody says, well, the Kansas City offense is so great. Yeah, it's great. Right, but unless whoever's coaching the the Bears have found this out, Nagy didn't bring Tyree Kill with them when he went from Kansas City there. Nagy didn't bring Kelsey. He didn't bring Mahomes. Like you don't have these kind of guys around. Your offense isn't quite as good. Tyree Kill. If they lose Tyree Kill, their offense will take a step back. Even with Kelsey on the field, Hill makes Kelsey uniquely great. Let's throw up five, four, three, two, one, just to. Let everybody know. Keenan Allen comes in five. Michael Lombardi's top ten wide receivers. Four, Michael Thomas. Three, Julio Jones. Devontae Adams, two. And Tyreek Hill, one. I wrote down one notable miss, and I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Because of poor quarterback play, he's tremendous uh, contested. And when he's contested, he catches everything. Allen Robinson, not in the top ten. Yeah, I, I you know, I think DK, to me, DK Metcalf was the guy. I Good one. So he was I, eleven. I, I, I was between. I thought he would be ten B. It was DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. I probably should have went DK Metcalf at ten, uh, because you know that's uh, two Tennessee guys in the top ten. But I thought that, you know, I, I, and Allen Robinson, I think, is a good player, but I would have put DK Metcalf over Allen Robinson. Well, if DK Metcalf's feelings are hurt, at least you could take him in a fight. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean, think about Mississippi. And A.J. Brown. Think, dude, they play together. How about that? And I tell you, I thought D.K. Metcalf was a, just a vertical outside receiver. His route tree has improved. Now, he's not a great route runner. He's not a great route runner. But he can do more than just go just he run can a do straight more line. Than just go straight line. And that was the concern about him. And that is I, – I, I, Keenan Allen at five, I love that because he's been so slept on. But all these guys don't run. They're not the fastest guys, but they catch the ball and make plays. The guy Jerry the Rice wasn't guy. the fastest guy. You've heard of the him. The guy the fastest guy is the number one guy. 
Okay. You want to do highlight next, or you want to move on? Uh, you can do highlight if you like. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing, Michael. We, we continue. Got the preseason. Got college football week zero as well. Josh is joining us. Tons to do. It's Lombardi Line. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, a rare opportunity today. Get a sneak peek at the latest game to enter the sports wagering market. Highlight, it's the world's fastest ball sport. 
Speeds exceeding 150 mile an hour. It's awesome. It's HighLightChannel.com. J-A-I-A-L-A-I Channel.com. It's fast. It's furious. Go check out HighLightChannel.com right now. Don't miss the opportunity to experience the thrills and danger of the world's fastest ball. Tune in to watch live right now at HighLightChannel.com. That's HighLightChannel.com. So a relationship we're thrilled about for this season here on the Lombardi line. We're going back to the Beau Rivage in Louisiana, Michael. Excited about this. And for Ritz the splits here. The you know, <laughs> a little grit splits. And Carl Johnson, of course, the bookmaker there at the Beau Rivage. Carl, first off, we're thrilled to have you today, but mostly for the rest of the season. How are you? Well, good morning, guys. Hey, look, we're thrilled to be here. Uh, we look forward to a good season this year. We are we're we're thrilled to have you. And the Beau Rivage is a great spot down in Louisiana. We know we get a lot of uh, texts and emails from people that have checked it out based on the Lombardi line and Michael Lombardi's recommendation. And you were just talking. You and I were talking about LSU and the expectations yeah, this Carl, year, Michael. I, I want to know. I mean, you're right down there in the heart of it. Uh, how much confidence is there in this LSU team? I don't hear them in the, you know, as a potential Southeast Conference representative in the four. Uh, what are your thoughts and read on the program right now? Well, I mean, you know, those guys uh, uh, last year, their defense was just uh, uh, horrendous at times. But, uh, you know, the people down south, they're going to bet LSU. You know, we got a lot of futures out for LSU. Um, you know, if they can uh, get that defense. Uh, fixed up, then uh, who who knows? But I mean, you know what what a gauntlet they got to go through with that uh, with that SEC. So I mean, you got Alabama, Georgia, Texas A and M. Uh, Florida's a little sleeper to me. Uh, it's going to be a tough year for those guys, I think. And uh, you know they 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 play a team UCLA that's going to have uh, one game under their belt before they face them. So should be interesting. The other big story down south near you, Carl Johnson, of course, bookmaker at Beau Rivage. How about Jameis? What was the reaction, Jameis being named the starter with the Saints? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I think everybody was happy with that because, uh, you know, if you you start Taysom, you know, there's nowhere to put Jameis on the field. So by starting Jameis... Uh, you know, you got Taysom uh, in a role that he's accustomed to. He's going to be back in that backfield with Jameis. Uh, who knows where the snap will go? Uh, so, to me, that was probably the smart move. Now, he's going to have to protect the football for them to be successful, but – uh, that was a smart move. You get both of those guys on the field at the same time. Well, I, that's the question I had, Carl, is are they going to be able to get them both? I mean, you know, Taysom's got a little bit of that. I don't want to say he's got the diva in him, but he, he sees himself as the quarterback. Is he? You think he's willing to go back to being the, the jack-of-all-trades kind of guy doing a little bit of everything? I mean, that, that role was perfect, but that role isn't exactly conducive to paying somebody $20 million a year. Well, that that's a great point. Uh, so, yeah, the, you, you, you're right. They're going to have to decide if they want to gamble a little bit um, or, 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 you know, uh, maybe be uh, more conservative than what they ordinarily would be with him. But I just think uh, I mean, he's such a great skill player. Uh, they're going to have to have him on the field to be successful. They're going to have to take some chances with him, I think. Hey, Carl, two questions, and then we'll get you next week. One, are you okay with Hurricane Ida down at the Beau Rivage? And then number two, tell us something about Carl Johnson. we got to get to know you throughout the season. Favorite teams, favorite sport to bet. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, you know, I uh, – I spent 10 years out in Las Vegas. I cut my teeth in this business at the Mirage, uh, learned a great deal. Uh, I am born and bred from Baton Rouge, 
Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, so I know how these people think down here. Uh, uh, I'm one of them. And the, we were talking about my accent the other day. I lived my daughter for about 10 years, and I don't think anybody understood the word I said. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this, this is all we're looking forward to. And I know you guys are going to, this is going to sound crazy for a Southern boy, but my actual favorite sport to bet is hockey. Wow. You know, I, I never played, I, I never played hockey. I didn't, you know, up until about uh, seven or eight years ago, I didn't know the rules of hockey. Uh, you know, I was a football, baseball, basketball guy, but uh, uh, that's, that's where I'm at now. That was, uh, that was so a curveball. love it. I like. Hey, the accents. Yeah. <laughs> the accents. The accents going to be perfect fit for the Lombardi line. Carl Johnson, bookmaker at the Bulver Bush. Hey, we can't wait to hang out with you all year, Carl. Look forward to it. Enjoy. Thank you, Carl. We do too, guys. Y'all be safe out there, and all you people down south here, y'all. Y'all uh, buckle the chin straps and get ready for a ride. <laughs> okay, yeah, Hurricane right. Ida coming. Yeah, be be safe there, Carl. Appreciate Carl. We continue. We've got Thomas Gable. We'll go coast to coast next here, at Borgata. Saratoga, Traverse Stakes, 152nd running. Today, I'll be all over it. And I'm going to use First Bet, Express Bet when I do. Earn $10 for every $1,000 wagered. Use the promo code VEGAS1000. It's vcin.com slash horses. And when you're there, vcin.com slash horses, you're also going to find a new feature. This is cool. I've been using his picks. Daily Saratoga picks at vcin.com slash horses from veteran handicapper Ed Seahorn. No relation to, was it Jason? Jason. Your boy. Yeah, Jason Seahorn. Our pride boy. USC, the pride of USC. That's right. Pride Thomas Gable. By the Giants. Yeah, it's your boy. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Gable, Michael Lombardi in studio. He's got a big symposium he's running today. He's a I'm big... not running it now. I'm just a guest. I'm on the panel. Mike Palm is in charge. Get to do yeah, that. It should yeah. be fun. Uh, can, we, can you find it online? I hope you can. I think so. I mean, we're going to go down there. We'll talk about the Survivor contest. Then we'll talk about the circuit contest. All those things. It'll be fun. Contests from coast to coast. We're going to head yeah. to Borgata now. Thomas That's Gable. Hey, you know what? Thomas Gable, have you heard from Gardner Minshew? He may need a place. He may need an extra room. You got a place for him to stay? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like um, Michael out there in Las Vegas. Have you opened up the yes, east wing of, of your mansion to him and Millie? Yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course, I have Gable. You know this. Hey, <laughs> TG. Next week, this time we'll be together right there, right there at the Borgata, right at the money line. There, we'll be able to uh, yeah. hang out, break some bread, talk about some college football. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to spending all the weekends with you all the way through. Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, the big news here in this area was the uh, the trade this morning with uh, Minshew coming to Philadelphia. Yeah. Not that I think it changes too much. I mean, it gives them more depth at the quarterback position. But I don't think it changes too much for the Eagles. I actually don't. I, I rate Hurts and Minshew basically the same. Uh, my quarterback ratings there. So uh, Hurts, you know, will obviously be the starter still. But uh, you know, I think it's. Um, He's somebody that will at least provide a backup, but I do put him a little bit above Flacco. No doubt. I mean, that's interesting, Thomas, uh, Patrick. 
he Thomas just said exactly in, in, a, in a capsule what we've been saying for the last is that no one's running away with Hertz being this elite player. But Thomas, as you know from being there, there tends to be an overreaction, would you say, by the Philadelphia Eagle media? <laughs> I know I can't. I can't say that. Like the Philadelphia media overreact? No, ever. I said never. Not I'm sorry. Hey, I, I just. I'm sorry. That's slipped, hilarious. You know, it was probably just a wrong conclusion you, I was reaching. You were being a tad facetious, I <laughs> believe. Yeah. Hey, we were just talking to John about this game. So in about an hour and a half, we kick off in Champaign. I'm obsessed with Nebraska Lane Seven. The number really hasn't budged. Maybe a couple offshore books went to six and a half. We're running it back. Same teams as last year. Same quarterbacks as last year. Controversy with Nebraska, juice with Bielema, yet it's seven. Are, are you surprised? Right. And by the way, you, you're getting 60% of your bets on Nebraska. Yeah, the the bets, uh, the number of wagers have evened out here. It's about 50-50 on ticket count, but about 70% of the money here is on Nebraska, which is a little surprising to me. And, you know, Certainly one of the things that's keeping this number at seven. The total is what has moved here. It's dropped to 53, and you're seeing people take the under. You're actually seeing people take the under in all of these games, the entire slate today. That's really um, the under is getting bet uh, pretty heavily on, on all the college games today, but especially this one. And, uh, you know, we opened at 55 and a half, now down to 53 on the total. But as you said, Nebraska, I mean, this is, they're a long way away from their glory days. Tom Osborne's not walking through the door anymore <laughs> there. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, you know, I think for a program, this is a program that I think should be capable of being a top 25 team in the country every year. But, uh, you know, they're not going to be competing for a national title anytime soon. I, I agree with that. And you know, it's funny, too. I, I think we, we, we don't think of this. College football has no preseason. So they have no way to really execute. They do scout teams. So on one field is their, the first team offense against the scout team. They, and then the second, other field is their first team defense against the scout team. And so what we saw in the NFL preseason, as we saw these numbers really hit the under pretty hard. Now this weekend we hit the over mm -hmm. the first four games. But I think that's going to be the trend here a little bit. I think the execution by these teams will not be concise and effective because there's not been enough practice. That's so important. What you just said there is so important, and that would point us to the under, Thomas. And you mentioned the the betters coming in early on those college football unders. Did you see this, Michael? He just took a, what, $220,000 bet on Texas El Paso at New Mexico State? Yeah, I mean, it, yes. <laughs> I mean, and neither, they're an hour away from each other, right? I mean, UTEP's, and, and, you know, they're, they're right there. So, And New Mexico State hasn't played in, what, 700 days, you were telling me earlier? Yeah. So, and UTEP, yeah, what, they time. won three games. They're re trying to rebuild that program a little bit. So, again, you know, how good are these teams and how good do, do the coaches feel? Because they really, they're competing against themselves for four weeks. They really don't know. Yeah, the thing with New Mexico State that, we're, you know, I think is a little concerning. I mean, they did play two spring games. Um they lost big to Tarleton State. They beat Dixie State. Uh, I'd expect them to run the ball today, but their defense was absolutely atrocious in those spring games. Now, you know, the coach is saying, well, the, he didn't play. You know, he wanted to get looks at certain players. and uh, But it, I think this is a, a crapshoot here today with this 9.5. I mean, it's bounced around between 9.5 and, and 10. That, that 220000 came in um, 
what was it, nine and a half, which is where it still remains. I think the four losses with UCLA were a little misleading last year because they played well at Oregon, who was 11 at the time. They played well. USC, who was 15 at the time. So maybe a misleading three and four for UCLA. I don't think they should be laying 18 points to Hawaii. Are you 17 and a half or are you 18? We're, we're 17 and a half, Patrick. And yeah, I, I agree with your sentiments on that. And, um, I, you know, I, I kind of lean towards Hawaii getting, uh, getting the 17 and a half. You can get 18 great um, on that game. Thomas, how about the under here? Are you like everybody hears Hawaii and they think on over? That's everybody right. hears UCLA, they go over. But these two teams essentially, UCLA brings back ten other ten defensive starters. Hawaii brings back a bunch of their defensive stuff. This game might be more defensive than we think, right? Would you say that? Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we've seen the line move to back that up. You know, we've seen it move towards the under. We opened at 69, now down to 67 and a half. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that sentiment. Your buddy Randy Edsel, 45 seconds here, Thomas, is at Fresno State. They sat out last year. The Fighting Edsels, they got to cover a big number. What is it, 27 and a half? At Fres- <laughs> Fresno State could be very good this year. They could, yeah. They're twenty-eight, laying twenty-eight here. Uh, I, obviously, a huge, huge number there. Um, you know, if anything, maybe look at that first half uh, number for for Fresno State. Sixteen and a half is the first half number. It's the best book on the East Coast, and Michael Lombardi will be sitting there next week. I can't wait. Okay. Literally looking forward to it. It'll be T- fun. TG Labor is Day weekend with TG. An integral part to the show here on the Lombardi Line. He's the director of the race and sports book at the Borgata. TGZ, have a good day. Thanks, Thomas. All right, guys. Thank you. Time for a steam bath. Josh Applebaum next here on oh, the Lombardi Line. Oh, have boy. three days of steam. Oh, boy. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Soccer. Michael and I are getting together today, full slate, uh, and specifically the fire in New York Red Bulls. He's got the Red Bulls, I've got the fire. Here's what you need of to know. I have the Red Bulls. You, you bet a dollar, you can win 100 if either score. And that's going to happen at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Again, Chicago Fire haven't been good to start, but have been getting better. New York Red Bulls scoring goals. Let's get over there. Win $100. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling issue. Eligibility restrictions reply. Got to be 21 years or older. Let's see. Can Michael bet? Is he 21? You're just going to make it. I'm just going to make it, thankfully, yes. (laughs) Is it uh, how many days for steam? Uh, what are we, the 28th today? Yes. So what? 31 days in August? That's it. We, we're, he's going to run out of steam. I mean, this is it. He's, he's used up all his steam. <laughs> I was going to say, how's uh, Josh Applebaum, marketinsightsbeeson.com slash podcast? I heard he bought a thesaurus, and he's looking up different words that equate to steam. So all those will be eliminated, too. We'll come in with that list, too. Would that be a simile? Yeah. Are we trying to find a simile? Yeah, we're going to eliminate all How are you feeling? Are you running out of steam, Josh Applebaum? Good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. I got good news and bad news. Michael, good news uh, is that Steam only has three days left, but the bad news, in a way, or maybe it's good news, I'm going on vacation after this. I'm going to spend a week on the Cape, so this actually may be the final day of Steam today, Michael. Oh. And so when we get back, it's NFL, so yeah, I'm going to miss got, you no, guys, but uh, take a lot to get to. Oh, wow. wow, week on the Cape. What are you, you a Kennedy? Deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you deserve it, Josh. I mean, you fill in for I, every show. Yeah. You throw more innings than anybody on this network. I mean, you're <laughs> pitching. Your arm's got to be exhausted. I I mean, I don't know how you did it. Dak Prescott took two weeks off. I, I mean, you deserve, <laughs> you deserve it, well. it, Josh. I couldn't find you in July, Appreciate but it. you deserve a break now, <laughs> I guess. No, well-deserved. Josh is a grinder, Thanks, and we're guys. thrilled to have him, not only part of the show, but here on the network. What's up? Give me an update. Yeah, lots of update, guys. So we're going to hit on some NFL, some college football, some MLB if we can. But, guys, we got to talk about this Nebraska-Illinois game. You guys have been hitting on it. Number one, I think uh, your underplay is really strong. We actually actually have seen this thing really fall. Open 55, down to 52.5. Both these teams like to run the ball, especially with Bielema here with his debut. But one thing in particular, guys, to pay attention to, weather can really affect a lot of these totals. So uh, one thing I look for in betting unders is wind. Right now in wind in Champaign, it's about 10 miles an hour. So anytime you get to 10 miles an hour, 
an hour or more. It leads to missed kicks, especially early in the year when defense is ahead of the offense. Uh, and again, you're going to chew up the clock. Maybe you have some missed field goals, a little bit harder to throw the ball, all about timing early. So I think that under, definitely a strong play with a good move here to the under. Now, one another thing here with the uh, with the spread, guys, you know, a lot of these books uh, were around like seven and a half down to seven. Some actually open early in the summer, like nine or eight, all the way down to seven now. But I think one interesting thing uh, that I like to look at, especially, is this last hour, last two hours before the game starts. You're now starting to see some six and a halves come on the board here. So really, you've seen this movement toward Illinois in this spot. Uh, so we do know Nebraska three and five, Scott Frost kind of on the hot seat here, 12 and 20. Uh, and he's actually five and 10 ATS as a favorite. He hasn't covered these numbers when he's laying it, especially on the road. Nebraska's win total this year, six and a half, juiced up under minus 140. You look at Illinois, they were two and six last year. Their win total is only three and a half this year, but it is juiced up under minus 140. Uh, I think with this line move toward Illinois, guys, they would match some systems, conference dog, line move in their favor. Uh, another thing here, they're returning a lot of their starters here with Illinois, about 80% uh, on the offensive side of the ball, like 75% defensively. But Michael, one thing you mentioned, these offensive lines early in the year, uh, they're returning four of their five offensive linemen here. Also, home fans, guys, you know, last year we went through COVID. A lot of these were empty stadiums across the board, so you're going to have a little bit of this home field advantage. Maybe that'll play a role here. Uh, but again, movement toward Illinois. I think that the seven falling to six and a half now, if you like Illinois, you want to get the seven here. But Michael, is that what you're thinking? I know you like the under, but would you cap this? If you could get a seven, would you lean Illinois? You know, I, I think when you just look at Nebraska's road record, they're six and oh to the under on the road, last six games on the road, and then the four in the, in the Big Ten, and then four Big Ten games the last at the end of the year, they were the under. To me, the under, it makes sense. And, and without the 10 mile an hour wind, it still makes sense. I think the style that Illinois wants to play lends itself to the under. And we haven't seen Nebraska's offense. You know, he comes, Scott Frost comes in there with this reputation of being this incredibly gifted offensive coach, and we haven't seen the central. Florida offense uh, that we saw before. No. So I, I like the under. I would lean towards taking the Illinois, uh, to taking the points. Uh, I, I liked it better at seven, you know, to use your line. I liked it better. I would love at eight if I could get it, Patrick. <laughs> Take a 14. Yeah, I'd love a 14, too, if I could get that. I'll too. grab a 20. <laughs> I'll give you three names. Brandon Peters, Reggie Love, and Chase Brown, the two running backs and the quarterback. And Josh just mentioned it. Michael mentioned it astutely earlier. There's two or three pros on that offensive line yeah. at, at Illinois coming back. Bielema, that fits his style. They're going to run at time of possession. Going to be muggy. Could be gusty. Thank you for the weather report. Yeah. Uh, so I do think the seven, Josh, we have officially now six and a half, our visa number. Uh, the seven, you can still find it. That's a huge difference at six and a half and seven. We're starting to see it creep down a little bit, but I do like the under as well. You're exactly right, Patrick. And again, we got to get ready and, and kind of, you know, train our brains to think of these key numbers once and again, once again, obviously the seven, you know, you want the plus seven if you're on Illinois falling to six and a half. My question, Patrick, you know, over the next couple hours here before the game starts, does it close six and a half? That would be a good sign if you're on Illinois and you grab the seven. But if it gets to six and a half, do you see buyback late? Keep an eye out for that. But that's definitely something to look for here. Uh, another thing to keep an eye out, guys, instead, you know, we talk about uh, wind, but also heat and humidity Another system I like early in the college football season is when it's really, really hot out. This benefits offense. It benefits scoring. The defense is gassed. Kind of the offense is, is playing with momentum here, kind of running them off the field. So two games today that are really hot where the line is rising, UConn and Fresno State. It's going to be almost 95, almost 100 degrees here in Fresno. And we did see this thing rise 62 and a half, all the way up to around 63. It's it's coming up to like 64 now. So you've seen uh, a lot of money here to the over. When the, when the temperature is 90 degrees or hotter, the over is 59% the last 
past decade. And Fresno averaged about 33 points a game last year. Uh, tough spot with Connecticut. Didn't really play any games last year. Now they got to go, go to Fresno. Money to that over. The other one is UTEP, New Mexico State. That would be another hot over match. That thing opened around 56. Some books even opened like 52 early in the summer. It was very low. It's been steamed all the way up to 59, guys. Big move there to the over. It's going to be 90 degrees there with New Mexico State. But, Michael, is that something you look at at all? Like, you know, is, yeah. do you, you, in just in your experience with football, when it's really, really hot out, does that benefit the offense over the defense? There's no doubt it does, Josh. And that's why the weather is more of a factor and I don't want to step on Patrick's weather report but the weather is more of a factor in August and September than it is in December you can get warmed up and you they have things and you know it's hard to kick the ball in December it's easier to kick it in August with no wet with the weather being as warm as it is travels farther but what happens because of the humidity is you lose your you lose your legs you know and you've got to go in for IVs and you got to replenish the fluids and all of a sudden, your depth gets really tested. And I think a program like UConn, which has no depth, or a program like New Mexico State, or they have no depth, and so you're basically out there and guys are playing that don't belong out there right in the head on the field. So it lends itself to bad ball, but bad ball translates into offensive points. And I think that's why these unders are getting pushed up. And Fresno State is a team that has, has been practicing in the heat. They prepare for it. They have a really good offense. And, you know, I like Fresno State in the first half. I think the first Staff will really determine this. I think Fresno State will come out guns a-blazing. I want to ask you about Fresno State because they returned Jake Hayner. Remember, he was transferred from Washington. Very good. I want to ask you about Kalen DeBoer, the head coach, his second year, maybe that jump. But Hayner led the Mountain West uh, in, in passing last year. I think he was a little over 336. Uh, good receivers and a stud running back in Ronnie Rivers. This could be, remember last year, San Jose State in the Mountain West yeah. was the surprise. I, I, this Fresno State, to me, could be right at the top I, of this. I think Kalen DeBoer, when you watch his team, his teams from Indiana when Indiana was going good you know the, they're still going good with Tom Allen as the head coach the board was the offense coordinator and if you studied the board's career you know he was in that NIIA head coaching world I don't know what's what you know one of those directional South Dakota schools no disrespect to that at all of but course. I just don't remember the name but he won he won a lot of August or one of those he won a lot of games there for them he's a really good offensive coach and I think his and he's got skill players and there's a huge difference between the skill from the Northeast to the skill in California. Let's, let's, you know, so we're dealing with UConn and Randy Elsel's trying to build a program based on five years of recruiting and all that. It's going to take him some time. This team at Fresno State with the quarterback to board's offense, that's why I think they're going to start fast. And I think that if you can get the first, what's it's, what's the first half total, uh, you know, for the point spread, I think what's it, 16 and a half? It was 10 for the spread. 10 for the spread. I think that's a really good play. The And by the way, Randy Etzel in his second Iteration there in in Connecticut, he's six and thirty. Yeah, no, the the program's really hit hit rock bottom. Six Baca. and thirty. Because I mean, look, if you're at Connecticut, there's all New England football, high school football is not as good as Florida. You have to go somewhere to get the skill level. Whereas if you're at Fresno State, all you have to do is just throw a fishing line out. There's a thousand kids within a drive there, yeah. that you can get. So it's a really challenging job, UConn. You've got to find places to go get skill players that can come in and match the speed. The speed in this game will be noticeably different. Let me correct myself. 10 was the number at the Rose Bowl with UCLA laying it in the first half. 16 and a half. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah my, my, the, complete my apologies. 16 and a half. Fresno State laying it. UConn, I mean, these are 
dichotomy as far as programs yeah, going in one direction, program going in the other yeah. direction, cr- traveling across country, haven't played a football game and, in and, 700 and days. Played, like it's been hot on the East Coast this week, but they haven't really prepared. You can't prepare for the humidity. It's like when you open a game in Miami and you can practice in the heat all you want, but once you get in that game in Miami and that third quarter comes around and everybody's not had to, it's hard to get your legs back again once you lose them. Fresno does anything defensively, they'll cover this number because the offense is going to be well ahead of Connecticut's defense. No doubt. Josh. We've got a minute. Let's go baseball. Mr. Baseball's here as well. I was in two person. And yesterday. Nobody. No big deal. It. No NBD. NBD. Hey, you bet leadoff, homie. No, nobody mentioned. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I, get, I told I you as soon as I saw you this morning. I, I get like you know, it's like I just throw these things out there. And, Underappreciated. You know, how, how about you know? I mean, I think today I'm going to go. Uh, my you maybe know, the White Sox. No, I, I love the White Sox yesterday. I, we you know, I, I mean, no, I love the Toronto. I'm going to go the Houston Astros today. You know, I'm going to take the run line on the Houston Astros over the over the Texas Rangers. I lay, think I'm going to do that. Lay the run and a half, Josh Applebaum. What do you got? 30 seconds. I love it. Yeah. Uh, guys, th- today is the day maybe the Sharps think the Yankees could finally lose a game. They've won. Uh, it's crazy now. What, 12, 13 in a row? Big move to Oakland. They went from like plus 105 to now minus 115. Also, San Francisco. They blew it yesterday, but they're at Atlanta. Lines been moving a little bit uh, like plus 105 to now pick them. Great system here. Late in the season, if you're a 550 win percentage or more as a dog, 48%, but almost a 10% ROI. I'm looking at Oakland, guys. Uh, and of course, here the San Francisco Giants. You're the best, Josh Applebaum. Michael, enjoy the speech Thank today. You. We'll see you tomorrow. Back at it tomorrow right here on the Lombardi Lombardi line. The pregame show is coming up next. It's V-CIN, the sports betting. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.